1: View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
0: Oh, listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your sound only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts this week and a very special holiday episode about the 2013 British Channel 4 TV series aired for two seasons before getting canceled, Utopia. It was later picked up by Amazon, remade by Amazon in an American remake. After spending remake.
2: a very long time in development hell. um yeah. Uh, and yeah, the 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 American remake uh, aired in 2020 and was canceled after one season of so-so reviews. Um, yes. and I mean, like you know, we'll 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 probably talk about that a little, you know, by necessity. But the real prize here is the 2013 original print of the show created by Dennis Kelly. Um, yes, because it is just, I mean. You know, really what it is is that, like, there's, there's, I personally have not had a whole lot of shows that absorb me, like, for hours on end this year. Stuff that's been, like, actually, oh, uh, I don't want to say digestible because that doesn't feel like the right adjective for Utopia, but um, incredibly compelling. Like, uh, Yeah, you want to you just want to huff. You want to inhale it. You want to crush it down on the table and sort it up. That's that's, that's yes. how good Topia is. <laughs> really. Um.
0: Some listener. I mean, first of all, we promised like weeks ago that we're going to talk about this show. From when I first brought it up to to Micah, um, you know, listeners will be wondering why we're not talking about the other pandemic like TV thing now, which is Station Eleven, like the adaptation of the Emily Mandel novel Station Eleven look maybe someday we'll talk about that someone else on the ringer podcast network is talking about that probably we're not talking about that's not what we're talking talking about about. utopia
2: does station 11 have uh does does station 11 have a cult graphic novel in it are there are there extrajudicial killings no all right then yeah we're we're not talking about that on our podcast
0: Oh, they're extra judicial killings. Yo, okay, we have to piece together for listeners what happened here, how we got to the show. Again, this came out twenty six right, 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 Super late. Pyrocynical. Have to like I like I is the
2: vector for this. No, 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 no. First of all, what? let, no, let, me, let me let me let me let me tell this part of the story. Oh, okay. Because okay, I get okay, a text okay. message, okay. I get a text message from charity talking about. Because sometimes, you know, it's just it's you you, you be said to be food pictures and strange TikToks and stuff from the corners of Reddit and whatnot or something from the nation. And this time it was just kind of like it, it's sometimes just like very random words smacked together like. because I'll just be like on a Monday, like, hey, what's up? What are we talking about this week? Have you seen. The pyro-, the pyro, cynical Utopia video. I don't know what that means, you know? And I don't want to ask about it. I just replied no. And I didn't Google it. But then, you know, like, this is like one of the rare instances where Charity follows up and is just like, no, you need to watch this. So I sat down, and this video is seven <laughs> hours and 49 minutes long seven hours and 49 minutes long this youtube video and i'm telling you that i sat down and i got an hour and 15 minutes into it before i realized that like i was still watching it i was just sitting there in the chair with my mouth agape just getting absorbed by this video about this tv show i knew nothing about
0: yeah Um, (laughs) it's funny too because your reaction to the time like I, somebody who likes Pyrocytical's videos, when I saw the, the time count, it's like seven hours and 40 minutes, like you said. When I first saw it, I was like, hell yeah, I spend spent all weekend watching this. I got popcorn out, made some nachos, you know? Um, <laughs> like, and this is, by the way, this this gets to the culture of spoilers, right? That I think, you know, you and I probably have different opinions about. It's just for me, right? The thing about the pyro the cynical video anybody who goes to watch it a lot of people have watched it um i would credit pyro for a small like renaissance in utopia fandom but like mm-hmm. um it's 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 so long and it spoils everything about the original series and the amazon remake and yet i'm the kind of person who like the reason i'm very strident about spoilers is because if anything spoilers entice me right like if you spoil something i still me need to and see I'm like, Ooh, i like where that's where that goes.
2: I think that we're, like, on the same page about this because I still need to see the spoilers laid end to end together and, like, how they come out, like, in in the course of the show, you know? Yeah. Um, how, How does this, how does the show actually achieve the twist you just told me about is something that I'm interested in.
0: Right. So, can we actually, Micah, on that point, though, up top, how should we, like, do, I think we gotta spoil shit. Even but but on the other hand, yeah, which this well, is the kind right, listen, of show
1: where it's listen, this is
2: this is
0: we such, wanna talk about it. Y'all listening to yeah, us talk like, about this, this show like, that we have now
2: both watched. We gotta talk we gotta talk about this thing, man. And, and in order to talk about it and not sound crazy, we're gonna have to spoil some things. So you're just gonna have to bear with us because you know what? After you know everything that's gonna happen in this show, you're still gonna gonna wanna go watch it because it's just like how the hell do all those things go together? Is 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 the question that you're gonna be asking yourself yes and to see like i mean like, i don't want to get like hyperbolic about it but it's like a very like it's a amazing moment of like synthesis yeah. like the first like the first scene of like the first episode if you're not like in it after that then like i mean i don't know what's what's wrong with you
0: uh I, I'm with you on all that for for people though who are gonna either before listening to this pod or after listening to this pod sort through like the availability of the show right I guess you have the the original channel four version of the show then what happens is amazon gets like like the the distribution in the u s so you can watch it on Amazon prime as you will note quickly if you look at the comments on the amazon page um in the u s the Amazon version's edited of the Amazon version of the original series, British Amazon streaming series. They edit it; um, they're like scenes edited out. I guess I I didn't care that much about that as I care about the aspect ratio. They definitely like narrowed the aspect ratio of the the stream in the US, and it's yeah. a show that looks beautiful. So you kind of are like,
2: why it rewards though? like having like you being able to see like the larger landscape like the 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 backdrops of all these things these conversations about global conspiracy that are happening over you know vinyl tables at a roadside diner in liverpool like it's there's it's the thing at least for me that I wasn't that. It was difficult for me to get into the U.S. version of the show, is because the U.S. version of the show is much busier. Like as it's, it's a little noisier. Like the score is more pronounced. Um, it's just kind of, and it loses like the juxtaposition that the original print has of all of these. You know, like I said before, this crazy conspiracy playing out against a very, you know, quaint uh middle country middle england backdrop you know
0: yes uh and to the points about england just be sure that you're watching the version you mean to be watching because i think the other thing that's common on the page is people who like were there to watch the british version and had clicked into the american version or vice versa we're we are talking about the british version for the record Micah might have some notes. I haven't even watched the American version. Um,
2: I mean, like I watched the first episode so that I could, you know, that I could, you know, sort of poo-poo on it properly. Just because (laughs) like there is, I, I mean, like it's the same issue that like there's always U.S. adaptations of U.K. original content doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't go over for the most part with the glaring exception of The Office. Um, I mean, there was supposed to be an American version of Luther with Mahershala Ali that got killed because he wasn't officially no! different from Idris Elba. There was, um, like, what, what, what was another one? There was, uh, I mean, like, yeah, there is obviously Utopia, which was originally supposed to be picked up by HBO and written by David Fincher, starring Rudy Mara. Oh, uh, and I mean, like, you know, there's misfits, skins, all that other stuff that just wasn't really as good as the original English version of the show. And this is the case again um, with Utopia.
0: Okay. So this is the on-ramp. You're getting off. Don't get off. Listen to the episode. Come on now. Just listen to it and watch the show. Listen, learn to em- embrace spoilers, man. We're gonna talk about this shit. That said. You wanna you wanna try to set up what this show is about? Just on the most like, take a shot Christ. at the most simple okay. summary plot wise of Utopia. What
2: the fuck is going on? <sighs> All right, you can't see it, but I'm actually physically stretching. I'm limbering up. I gotta. <laughs> <like there is. laughs>
1: um,
2: oh no. So in uh this version of the world in the midst of a global pandemic there is a group of very average wouldn't look twice at them english people from you know across the country that meet on an internet forum um where they all just talk about the same thing this comic this graphic novel this cult favorite called utopia which, you know, gained in popularity a lot, like, sort of like, think of it as like this world's house of leaves, you know? It's just sort of like a bunch of nerdy people that spend a lot of time in bookstores and, you know, also used to play Magic the Gathering. These are these people, right? Uh, For this group of very normal, boring English people, they get sucked into this giant global conspiracy spanning decades. Um, where they basically have to do some light espionage and a little treason, um, and like just I like it's it, it also like they 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 have to stop a world-ending plot, which isn't actually a world-ending plot, but a plot by a shadowy organization called the Network, um, to sterilize the entire human race. Yes. Um. to basically ward off the impending environmental humanitarian rights issue. Like, all the stuff that's going to be horrible in, in like, the next, you know, half century. Um, to, to, to avoid that, they assume that, like, what if this generation, the last generation, this generation of children on Earth was the last yeah. for, like, you know, a period of time? What if we got the population of the planet down to 500 million people? Then we wouldn't have, you know, scarcity, whatever, and we'd be back up to like a billion in however many years' time. Uh, Anyway, yeah, that's like the bare bones. Uh, A lot of, you know, disgusting, nasty, reprehensible stuff happens in the course of, you know, these people sort of working their way towards uncovering the truth of this as this aforementioned global conspiracy. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think that's as good as I can do without getting way into the weeds about things.
0: Well, one thing you said when you were commenting on the world in which this takes place, and you said in the midst of a pandemic, uh, and that is true of our real world, but in Utopia, it's more so It's it's on the eve of a pandemic right cuz like this right right
2: right right sorry there's there's the the russian flu the russian, the russian flu. flu the russian flu is going uh you know is is running through all of western civilization um like you know a third down back through a prof- an nfl professional third down back through a peewee line right and there is a call for, you know, mass, mass inoculation. The network's plan is to sneak this, you know, agent into all of the vaccines that then sterilize the entire human race. Now, those of you (laughs) that, uh, may have had to deal with a couple of, a couple of anti-vaxxers possibly (laughs) over the last uh, year or two, um, may, find this line of thought a little familiar. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah like it's 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 this is what makes the show fun and like unsettling and therefore even more fun.
0: Yeah and like and frankly like even though I there's a version of this show or like there's a version of you know prescient pandemic entertainment that would be too on the nose. I actually think the stuff I think the stuff that Utopia does with its conspiracy theorizing and catastrophizing about a pandemic and the vaccine to fight the pandemic being worse than the pandemic is smarter than one might suspect, <laughs> given the current context. That's a, it actually Yeah, is very like smart. there
2: is the, the things that this show, like, for instance, one of our central characters is this guy named Wilson Wilson uh played by um Adil Akhtar who I think got nominated for like best uh supporting actor or something in 2013 whatever the version of like you know the English the TV awards are like he you know was recognized for how good he was in the show and he's incredible like he's a sort of how is like he's like very like he's like an English version of, like, Hikiko Mori, you know? Like, he just sits in his, his dad's house and, like, scrubs all traces of himself from the internet and teaches himself, like, di- like, skills that would only really, you would need in dire situations. Like, well, the one, the meeting, one you like, remember the he's like the,
0: he taught himself to take his his hands out of handcuffs. He, he, he's like if I'm ever yeah, handcuffed, he taught thumbs, himself to dislocate his thumbs to
2: slip out of like he's just like if I'm ever handcuffed to a radiator is what he says. Yeah. I can break my <laughs> thumbs and escape. Which is like and I mean he's also though like unathletic noticeably. Like and there's it's it's kind of like, you know, some of this feels like Doomsday prep fantasy. Um, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if I actually had a chance to use this buck knife I brought on Amazon type of shit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He lives on but, the forums. He's like a forum brat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go. But then, like, over the course of the show, he is, I mean, like, you know, he goes from being this sort of affable, weird internet person to then having to use what he's learned. Because he gets tortured, he kills somebody and then joins the other team. Like, but in the course of the show, that makes perfect sense. Like, there's nothing, nothing about his arc seems, you know, like it doesn't fit. Like it would, like it's just thrown in there for shock value. You know what I mean? And that's so much of the show. There's so many ridiculous things that don't go together that nonetheless fit perfectly because of. I mean, like, I don't know, Kelly's writing, the tone of the show, the visual grammar, what is it?
0: Well, and so now that you've introduced Wilson, I let's set up, let's just sort of talk through the characters. And you know, when we talk about stuff like TV or film in the podcast, like, I always have, I always organize my notes sort of by buckets of, like, character clusters, right? So it's like, you're talking about Wilson, right? So Wilson is part of the kind of, he's like, again, the people who met uh, on the forums because they're looking for the Utopian manuscript, right? So you got Wilson, you got Ian. Ian is the black IT dude, unhappy with his life, kind of bored. You got Becky, who's kind of a lush. You have this little boy Grant, who is like a small child who just posing like, is like who, a rich a gigachad. Yeah, he just like he's
2: just. <laughs> I got, yeah. It's like he is. Honestly, his, like, I, all of these performances are so good. But, like, his is also, like, amazing. Um, and the scene where the they're way in that the they van use... and he
0: asks whether Becky has, like, boyfriend is, like, the best acting in the
2: it's, it's so, it's so good. <laughs> it's like, it's, because it's like, you know, it's like that scene. Uh, have you seen Attack the Block? Um, no. When, like, they basically make it up. Basically, like, there's a That's scene Boyega, right? it's a scene. Yeah, it's Boyega. It's Boyega. It's uh, Edgar Wright. You know, it's came out in 2011. But they have, like, uh, they have like the white character in the group of, like, the black kids that live in the projects. is like, trying to mack on the one adult female character that joins their group. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, you got a boyfriend. Well, is he tonight? Because he's not exactly taking care of you, is he? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like Grant is doing the exact same shit throughout the... Like, his obsession with Becky is... So funny <laughs> and also like so adorable, but then also super annoying. Yeah, like he's very he's good very, at being he a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. And yeah. you got, you got Grant, you got Grant, you have Grant's um little friend Alice, right? So that's one cluster. Then you have the kind of how, like, what is this kind of character? They're assassins, like, they're people who are just you know, they're fucked up and their backstories are really obscured. At face value but it's basically the cluster of Arby and Lee so Arby is sort of like I feel like the most iconic character from Utopia oh he's just, man he's
2: the, yeah Neo Maskell who I don't know like it's I know him just by watching like you know British gangster flicks and also seeing Guy Ritchie's adaptation of King Arthur mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he that he plays Arby who is like the way that Lee and Arby come onto the scene is like they are the network's like fixers, greasemen, cleaners, whatever. And, in you know, trying to get their hands on the manuscript and, you know, write the course of history, they got to pile some bodies up and make it look like suicides for the most part. Um, Can I say something about the
0: logic of that too? Because it's like, the thing that is the most breathtaking about Lee and Arby... Um, is that like you used to maybe having this kind of thriller, right? Where you have a character who's like the cleanup man. Sure. But the thing about the network is that they are so thorough. Like the idea is that they're ubiquitous and they're thorough. And so it's sort of like, they don't just have to kill. Like they don't just have to be like, oh, okay, I had to extract some information from this person. So I have to kill them. It's also like, okay, now I killed this person. And the janitor in the building also has to die now. And then the guy who serviced the air conditioner last week also has to, you know what I mean? It's like the exponents of yeah. people that have to kill also, to make sure that everything
2: is clean. Yeah. And then also the person who lives on the 18th floor on the high rise across the street, you got to make die. him look like a child molester. Yeah. It's yeah. just like ex- <laughs> they, they, they do stuff like, like it's, it's so like it's so terrifying to like imagine <laughs> an organization that can do things like to you, <laughs> like take your that like take your DNA and put you on a sex offender list because we need you out the way, like yeah. or we have CCTV uh, CCTV footage of you from you know the grocery store, so we're gonna send somebody in there to shoot it up and then we're gonna like make it look like you did it, like it's it's really like. Arrange stuff,
0: yes, and then and now we also have to talk about Jessica Hyde. Uh,
2: where is Jessica Hyde?
0: Because that's the first question of the show it's like Arby and Lear tracking down this woman named Jessica Hyde, they're very cryptic about her. Uh, you don't really know who she is, you don't understand why there's so much urgency. And also, one thing i noticed is that when I was watching the show, I had it on in the living room, my girlfriend sat down, and she like sat with me for a few minutes and she just sort of gave up and she was like, I don't know what's going on. And I do think in the first episode, the threads are very disconnected because you have, you basically have Lee and Arby hunting for Jessica Hyde. And then the other half of it, or the other third of it is you have Ian, Becky, Wilson and Grant meeting for the first time. And then the other third of it is like all of this background stuff at the ministry of health. That's about, why are we ordering vaccines for the Russian flu? Because at the time, the Russian flu outbreak hadn't happened, right? And that the network is sort of moving behind the scenes and they know, and it, you know what I mean? It's sort of, it's clear that this is all an orchestration. Um, and yeah, the, like Jessica the first Hyde episode is, ends full of being things that You kind of
2: just got to catch the tail of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so. but, yeah.
0: But explain Jessica Hyde a bit, because she's sort of, very cryptically right, so introduced, and for a while it's unclear why we're what's going on with, with this person.
2: It's basically uh, Jessica Hyde just kind of exists as a question that Arby is asking for like the first two episodes until she you know rolls up on our group of forum friends, uh, to say, like, hey, you're all in danger, you need to come with me into your new life. So, Jessica Hyde is hmm. How to explain this. The creator of the original graphic novel of Utopia. So as the story goes, there is uh, this disgraced uh, scientist or was like a, a you know, like a a, mil- a scientist that was, you know, inscripted into, uh, I don't know, the the, the shadowy rungs of government to kind of, do different stuff for the military and develop things and you know biological weapons and what have you um, it ended the way that those stories always end with him being disavowed and put on acid and then tossed into a mental hospital and in there he starts pinning and drawing these crazy images and stories or whatever which eventually become utopia and utopia like predicts basically every. Major, you know, epidemic, pandemic, whatever. Uh, Heartland's disease. Uh, what? with Something else? Uh, whatever. Princess anyway, Diana like getting clapped. Yeah, you know, Princess yeah. Diana getting clapped. Yeah, it's it like the whole, it, It's you know, right. Philip Carville knows who killed Kennedy. That's we'll we'll just say that that's like you know the sort of you know mystique that he holds. He turns out to be Jessica's father. Uh, but Jessica, for the first part of the show, is just kind of like this uh, f- international woman of mystery in combat boots and a leather jacket that just has all this savoir faire and, like, you know, steals cars and hot wires them and rigs, you know, Jerry rigs rudimentary explosives and shit.
0: You know what she is? She would Jessica um, Jones wish she was. And I like Jessica exactly. Jones. Jessica exactly. kind of what
2: Jessica Jones wish she was, though. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, like uh, she is sort of... She acts, she functions as our forum friends, which is what I'm just going to keep calling them. Their sort of guide into this new world that they've stumbled backwards into.
0: Right. Um, And then I want to cover, before we go to break, there's just one more corner of it, which is the Ministry of Health stuff, which is the, so we get into the real Alex Jones shit in Utopia, which is like, you basically have this scandal breaking out, right, where the serving health minister, um, you know, basically, you have this character, Michael Dugdale, Michael Dugdale is like an assistant to the Minister of Health, whatever, whatever, and this guy though is is he's he's blackmail material. He and his wife are trying to conceive, and it's not working. And meanwhile, he's sleeping with the uh, Russian prostitute. And he basically gets sort of strong armed by people in a part of the government that he doesn't really know about, into kind of tricking the minister of health into signing off on an authorization to to acquire a bunch of Russian flu vaccines, right? Costs a lot of money becomes a huge news story, minister steps down over it, uh, and he's replaced with this this other guy Jeff, who ends up being Doug Dale's boss, right? And the whole theme of that part of the show is this is sort of the network, like the Ministry of Health ends up being the network's main organ of orchestrating it's sort of like, the pandemic, right?
2: It's this is this is the part where we basically. Realize that the network is moving into their end game because they put somebody in the Ministry of Health position. Right,
0: exactly. Um, And this is all on the eve of the Russian flu outbreak. And on that note, we've set up most of the people that we want to talk about, except for we haven't talked about Milner yet. We will. um, After a break,
1: this episode is brought to you by State Farm.
2: So, Milner, where to begin with Milner? Um, Welcome back, Rose Leslie, who you might know um, as Egret from Game of Thrones, who plays Milner in her younger years, uh, strong-arming Philip Carville into doing various things for the network. She basically comes to, over the course of the show, represent the network in human form, basically. Uh, It's her and this other russian billionaire lady that are kind of like the one and two yeah um yeah yeah, but i guess like milner hmm how to describe like how to describe milner milner is like she's just she's weasley she's ruthlessly efficient but also you know like after sixty years, she's still chasing a nigga, and not a bag. That's that's just, that is that is that is basically where where Builder is at because she is she kind of has the thing with Philip Carvel where like her admiration for his mind is indistinguishable from love uh, for her, um, which you know cocks up like. The bigger plans because of her personal obsessions, um, but occasionally, because she represents the network, she gets some bars off stuff that like makes a little bit of sense. I know that like we had like we we talked about like the whole uh thing that happened like after. Infinity War when people are like, oh, what did what did Thanos have a point? And it's just like, I'm gonna snap the fingers and like kill half the universe, and then we'll have all the resources we need. Yeah. It's dumb and like rote or whatever, yeah. it's genocide. Yeah. Um, but like this actually presents the idea in a way that seems almost feasible.
0: Yeah, it's oh. like the show. Yeah, like let's talk about that for a second, actually, because it's so. It's like a weird thing about this show that it kind of it it manages to cast this genocidal or it's really eradicationist position. Right. As I think it's because a lot of characters, when they're when they're sort of backed against the wall and forced to defend it. What they start doing is they resort to talking about climate change, (laughs) and that's how they keep. keep, They keep going like, "I'm just saying, we got to do some global warming and shit." Like, yeah, like the scene
2: where like Greta, you gonna say
0: no to Greta? Like the the
2: the the scene where like there's another there's another fixer guy later on, and like I think season two that we kind of follow around. And there's a scene where he's sitting in a train station with this, uh, oh, with yeah. this mother and her kid and the kid yeah. it, it sneezes and he I hands it. Me. Like he does, like he does a <laughs> scene where go, he goes, he hands the kid, he hands the kid a tissue. He's just kind of like, Oh, you know, like, it's going around. Uh, like, uh, have you been vaccinated yet? And so on and so forth. And they were like, Oh no, I'm sure it's just like, you know, a cold, uh, appointments are later. Like, it's, you know, just random, like really inane small talk is happening. And then there is just like this crazy key change where he's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, if you really cared about the environment, you'd take out your gun and you'd kill your son right here. I mean, thinking about it. And then he just starts rattling off like the amount of. You know, food that he'll consume, CO2 he'll emit, so on so forth. Just, like, basically this, this environmental terrorist screed. Yeah, that's yeah, just... It is so... It is such an insane scene. Like, but... I mean, like, that's really... I think as heavy-handed as it really gets. Yeah, I was going to say because the, that's the scene like... where it's it the
0: closest to the Thanos thing you're describing. I think the rest of the show yeah. up into that point, though, is very. And again, it's to your point. It's not. It's not that it's sympathetic, but it it makes it it, it casts it as a position that's been produced by people who really are desperate to figure out what to do about humanity, and it, and humanity's like relation to the planet rather than people who are motivated by like a racial hatred right and there are scenes in the show that explicitly talk about that that say that like where where the characters where those characters the characters associated with the network are grappling with how to distinguish what they're doing from the goals of the Nazis right um, and, and it, it makes becomes it, like they're a, operating big in a weird thing
2: yeah it, it also becomes like a big thing that like the people in the organization are very adamant that we're not going to choose like who survives yeah. like, you know, yeah. like what genetic material survives. Like it's gonna be randomized. Um, but that also like becomes a thing because was it? You know, right. you know, who actually had their hand on the button? And because and it's like a real thing that would arise in a situation like this. Um I like that the show. <laughs> considers like all of like the nooks and crannies of this weird conspiracy that it you know materializes out of nothing
0: yeah and i think so we were talking about milner it's just that milner ends up because milner is associated with the network but also you have to remember our forum friends right ian becky wilson Grant, alice or alice you know alice gets roped in after literally after arby kills her mom on screen and this like oh, yeah really, kills her really mom excruciating it's like because, she shoots uh, oh, up everybody my in the house yeah can i just
2: can i just can i just stop for a second to talk about like arby's technique because like yeah, there is please, please, the follow through the fu- like it's okay so like arby in season 1 is uh kind of just this pale, wan sunken eyed uh, f- kind of overweight just miserable looking person that you know never really says more than three words and is i mean like speaks in monotone uh but really what was it I, I said something the way that he the way that he aims like his gun. Yeah, because of the way that the way that he like the way that he aims his gun, you know, due to like his physique, his posture, the way that like Neil Maskell like acts the character, looks like you know, like a like a, a little fat boy pointing at a balloon that he wants, and when he sh- yeah, when he shoots, exactly he covers like he he uses his offhand to cover his face for blood splatter. It's like. Yeah really like i don't even like i don't even know what the proper word is for it it's like it's so mundane and also like gruesome
0: well the show has so but many contrasts. it comes like,
2: back around to being almost funny yeah, yeah it's like, Well,
0: it's a contrast of tone right because it's like the show is so bright right and yet its subject matter is so grim the show is so bloody and yet it has this through it has this through line of like a comedic effect to a lot of shit. And then Arby, like mm-hmm. on a personal level, right? Like <clears throat> the fact that on the one hand, he's this relentless killer, but on the other hand, his technique is so sloppy. Like, you know what I mean? It's he in, in the moment, his execution is so like he does it like muscle memory, but it looks so like how you would shoot someone.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like yeah, it's like it's so. And that's like that's that's a quality that that is just like throughout the show, um, it's like the feeling of regular people getting sucked into this crazy action movie shit, um, uh, and like well, the, but, and and they're having like some and they're being situations where like that is that becomes like a source of comedy, like when the four friends are like fleeing the network for the first time and Wilson try. They, they go out the back door and they're trying to like hop the, the fences in the backyards to get out of the neighborhood and <laughs> like you know, Grant goes over fine. Becky has a little bit of trouble. Ian goes over fine and then Wilson gets stuck on the fence and it's like a really like tense moment but it's hilarious because it's a person that can't get over a fence.
0: But we And we keep not going back to Milner. So Milner is kind of an inverse of this, right? Where she, Milner's associated with the network and she is, as you spend more time with her throughout the show, you realize that she is just heartless and she is ambitious. And yet she's somebody who I think in most moments is is trying to put on this act of like, oh, I'm just the harmless woman who wants to help you. Right? She, in, in, the, in the, you know, because in, in season one, it's so much of it is establishing that Ian, Becky, Wilson, Grant, and Alice are just, they're on their own. They've all been, they know too much. They're being chased. They're going to be killed by Arby any moment now. Um, and like they're trying to figure out how to, they're in too deep, right? And Milner is the first person they encounter that, you know, they think is associated with, I forget if, she's, if she introduces herself as, Am I, am I five first? Um and she like kills a guy who's about to kill Wilson and she she's you know she's an ally ostensibly and she's putting on a front that's very like,
2: very is it, not like what she I don't is. know about you I don't know about you but I didn't trust her from the jump it was like I think like, there's yeah. just yeah it's just like she sh- it's like a, a deus ex machina in a show where none have showed up to this point basically like like Wilson had to save himself from being interrogated like there is for the most part these characters have to get themselves out of jams and like it's down to luck for the most part and then she shows up and kills somebody that like has been chasing them for whatever and it's like super convenient so it looks suspicious from the get Um, and it gets weirder as it goes along um
0: and all throughout this you have like basically grant is the person who in the beginning of the show um like grant ends up with the manuscript hands it off to alice and then basically it's sort of the manuscript is in the possession of grant and alice and then i think doesn't arby get it at one point and then it's like jessica hyde gets back and then you know it's like the end of season one is sort of jessica hyde being like i'm just gonna burn the manuscript because i'm cornered and milner coming out and being like look the point of finding the manuscript was really just to find to you. find you right
2: yeah Um, yeah i mean like it's because it's just like you know we already know what we did like it's not like we need to 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 have the the comic to finish what it is that we're doing yeah they um, got the pdf
0: you know they already had the PDF, yeah jessica come on grow
2: up. You think we ain't, it's just like, come on, dog. This we is the Jordan Illuminati. The you think Epo? we all got backups? Yeah, it's just like this is, it's is like you think the Illuminati don't got ex- external hard drives? Cuz? Like, of course we have backups.
0: <laughs> um, but with all of that set up, and again, there's a lot to set up about the show, right? Can we just speak broadly now about, like, what is it about this? Because I think we could talk about visual style. We could talk about the musical score. We could talk about the themes and, like, the, just, like, the subject matter of the show. We could talk about scenes. Like, goddamn. Like, the, it's just the okay. visual grammar yeah, of the like, show so is nuts.
2: To go, to go, to, to, to really, I'm going to do a case in point here. Like, because, like, this really speaks to, like, the soundtrack thing and the tonality of the show and what kind of mm-hmm. makes it compelling. So when the forum friends, like, meet for the first time and they go out drinking and they end up back at Wilson's place, Wilson's just like, yo, I'm going to show you my bunker. And they keep they go there and they keep drinking until they, you know, like, they're just like, let's go get blackout drunk in the bunker because, like, none of us want to go home. or still drinking. We're having a good time. Whatever. Wilson goes to sleep. And Ian and Becky are like, I'm single. You're single. I think that we're attracted to each other. Uh, you know, let's bump uglies. And they try like they they're like the scene is so awkward because they are so hammered and they nothing happens because Ian's dick doesn't work. And the scene the scene is also like so long and ultimately kind of sweet, but you get to decide how you feel about it because there's no music. Like which really emphasizes the awkwardness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sweet is a good word to the describe sh- that scene, by the way.
0: Like, when, when it falls, when the sex falls apart in that scene, it is the it's most so, tender moment, then, though. <laughs> it really
2: is, because it's just like, you know, he's just like, ugh, like, you know, the best. And she's just like, yeah, so am I. It's funny, isn't it? And then, like, you know, it's nice. But, yeah, I mean, like, the show is, I mean, like, it's what we were talking about before. It's, like, really considered in that way and challenges you as, like, a viewer. From beginning to end, not just in terms of like whether or not you can follow what the fuck is going on, but also like you kind of end up asking yourself the same questions that the characters end up asking. Um uh, because of like what we were talking before. The plausibility of the thing that the network presents, and also um, you know, the 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 real-world stuff we have to tie it to. And just like what if you suddenly like could like had basically the keys to create your own inflection point in history yeah yeah and when it's like whether or not you wanted it like what would like, like what would that feel like especially if you are unfulfilled in your personal life or whatever it's just kind of like what is this how would you make this decision like what would you do
0: that that humanistic and like relatable element it sort of makes me think a lot about um like if you think about if you think about other works that have a lot of like ultra violence in them i'm trying to think right now and it's just one distinct thing about you mr
2: robot for one okay i've never watched it yeah Mr. Robot like this is definitely like a yeah. precursor yeah, for Mr. Robot
1: this
2: 100%. is a point Parasitical
0: makes also in the 7 hour and 40 yeah. minute video <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs>
2: I didn't make it that far but <laughs> the thing is that like yeah it's like this is it's it's like um man, making like a character's insecurities feel as though the weight of the world hinges on them is and having it not be an insufferable thing is difficult to do um and utopia achieves that
0: i think yeah to me it's sort of the balance though of it is really interesting because this it's this show where again you're kind of following a prestige conspiracy theory (laughs) really following like a prestige tv version of like a Facebook, a viral Facebook meme about Anthony Fauci in some ways. <laughs> and but it's it, it's it, it gets esoteric sometimes and it's a thriller, right? So it can get kind of convoluted. And yet it's punctuated with again really tender moments like you were just describing with Ian and Becky. It's punctuated with um, really just, it's just like,
2: like really thought provoking moments. Like, you know, the entire thing about uh once once Wilson becomes basically milner's number two like uh for the network like yeah can we walk he, okay like in the course say of, that you gotta yeah, explain okay. that yeah. yeah i gotta i gotta all right i'll explain what happens basically wilson um gets captured by lee and rb and they torture him to find out where the manuscript is where the rest of his friends are etc and he doesn't give it up um and he he he, we, we thought that he killed Lee, but he just shoots Lee um, and escapes by dislocating his thumbs. But this is after, like they've done all this crazy shit. Like it's they they rub sand, the
0: torture scene with the sand, to, the chili and, like, peppers, the and, the, oh, the, other and thing? the chili
2: peppers. And then he was just like, and then I'm gonna take the spoon and I'm gonna scoop one of your eyes out. Oh God, Which he did.
1: Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and it's <laughs>
2: like, and then and then this is like, and this is like, and then after that happens gradually um, as he meets like you know people up the org chart in 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 the network, <laughs> the network like the thing starts to make chart. more sense to him. I'm saying yeah. like I'm just saying like you Yeah, because they, they to they get make the one dude.
0: They get the one dude who you think is in charge, but you realize that like actually it's the secretary who's the dude in charge. And they I forget how they do it, but they apprehend like the forum friends. They basically get him uh it's like Jessica Hyde and all of them. Like at this point, Jessica Hyde and is working, you know, with. Yes, Ian a and dude Becky from for um, <laughs> the
2: dude from V for Vendetta.
0: The dude from V for Vendetta is in a chair tied yeah, up. Yeah, that
2: plays the finger man. Yeah, he. Uh, and it's like he's in a chair tied up, and like it's sort of like he's saying he's basically espousing all of the all of the network's beliefs, but you know, he's saying it with a voice that's a little panicked. And sounds like he's trying to save himself, which basically the rest of the group is—that's all they read it as. Then Wilson right. sends everybody else away, and he's just kind of like, "All he right, now say again what you were." Yeah, he hears him out. Uh, um, he comes, and then he sets him free. And then the really like the, the the crazy thing about the Wilson thing is that he ends up having to work with the guy who tortured him, like in a
0: yeah,
2: like in a on a buddy cop basis.
0: Yeah, And
2: the way that they, like, set up the two of them working together is that when he first goes in the office of the network, he sits down on the couch in the waiting room, and the spoon is in the couch cushion. And he looks okay. at the spoon now before every meeting with a network person being like, I'm sure this is worth it, right? I'm doing the right thing. And it's like I like, and the way that like, the way that uh, Adil Akhtar's face like moves when he looks at the spoon is so crazy. Man, the show, the show is when tight, he got that when he
0: got that eye patch though. When he got the the Maybach music eye patch, you knew you could tell him shit. That's the thing. Yeah, um, the
2: eye patch and the pork pie hat. Yeah, it's just like you. Yeah, you went the pork full pie, spook. Please, yeah, there's like there's just like you went. F- you went you went full central intelligence spook there's like this (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's it's okay so that's it's
0: like a lot of it is character dynamic a lot of it is just the start is the visual style right it's like all of these big like it's i don't know it's a show that mostly happens in like london except for the parts where they're sort of on the run right and you have these, yeah. like, wide natural shots. The show, like, the theme color of the season one is, like, yellow, and then I think the second one is, like, this lime green, and it's it's this weirdly colorful show for what it is, um, which, again, I would say about maybe the the themes of, like, how rooms are painted in the show, right? But it's also it's also, I guess, what you would say about, like I said, a lot of the writing, right, is that the writing is not just this, like, on it's not a Saw movie. That's the thing. You sometimes would look at Utopia, and there's a way you could look at it and think you're looking at Saw,
2: but but Utopia is so much more. It's almost like, part it's of like so, more Wes Anderson. Like, there's, there's there's like yeah, it's you yes. know like when you're looking at like, Wes a Anderson. Wes Anderson movie, and you and you can like really see the objects of his affection in the movie. Like mm-hmm. he's really proud of you know. This uh Russian psych war outfit that he found for Guillermo, de, for for Benicio del Toro, or like you know he's really proud of the Boy Scout uniforms in Moonrise Kingdom or whatever. Like the the you can tell that the creators of the show are very proud of like their mise en scène, like they're the way that they like yeah. Have yeah. laid the laid everything out is important, which is like. What I was talking about, like, which is why, like, the 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 reduced aspect ratio is not great yeah. on like the the Amazon thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, can I share with listeners something you um? and I are looking at a notes document that Michael produced for the show, and I just want to quote the phrase: "The deafness of the moral quandaries the show presents." So, Ti, do you want to explain
2: <laughs> explain the deafness? Listen, man.
0: The uh, deafness of the moral quandaries. The,
2: the uh, deafness of the uh, moral quandaries. Uh, you know, because when you are presented uh, with the dilemma of... Uh, global
0: population uh, global, overflow. Global
2: population overflow. Uh, this finds you finding yourself incapacitorially finding and or detecting... The locating of a way to uh <laughs> oh man i mean like yeah that's it's like it's really what we were talking about before which is that it makes honestly something that is not it's it's not technically genocide but it's fairly genocidal sound like <laughs> sound Almost it's, plausible.
0: And you know what it is. And it doesn't
2: make you feel bad for considering it either. Like, well, which is
0: it doesn't, but it also does a good job of then doubling back on that and kind of making the things that make the network reprehensible surface, resurface in your mind only after a while of watching it. Because it's not, because think about it, you could think of a version of the network that come in Milner, right? That come out and explicitly say, like this is our plan to fight climate change, right? And it would be genocidal, et cetera, et cetera. Or you know what I mean? It would be exterminationist, right? And it would be Mm -hmm. reprehensible. And yet they would at least have the leg to stand on of like, listen, we represent a point of view and we're scientists and this is our evidence. But the thing that makes the network reprehensible on top of just the content of their plan is the fact that they they at no point, at no point in any of this sought the consent of anyone, right? They at no point. No, like it they was, didn't start as somebody that wanted to address the problem in a public way and then in desperation turned to this plan. The network started It was started two white out, people. Yeah it, yeah, it was just like it was just two, two white
2: people. It was two white people in a banquet hall. Yeah, it was yeah. two white people in a banquet hall where everybody was wearing tuxes. And then yeah. they were just kind of like, let's save the world, even though they didn't ask us. yeah. <laughs> and that's how the network starts
0: yeah right and so that's the thing it's it's like and that stuff i think those realizations about the network settle in as you watch the show but but the show also does a good job of making it clear why why that stuff is lost on wilson right because wilson is just wilson's just sitting there and he's kind of taking at face value the guy sitting tied up in the chair doing the like um, Killmonger. What if Killmonger had a point? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he's so much more charismatic about it, and he's so he at least kind of puts on a good front of being, you know, a humanitarian liberal who just wants to find a way. Um. <sighs> so I, I, I just think is like that. It's not. It's utopia. It's not about. We talk about like the moral quandary of it. It's not about a show that's trying to provoke the question, should we,
2: should we decimate? Should we stop having kids? Yeah, there's like, there's, it's really like, it's not, that's not it. It's like, it's more so like, you know, basically every character from bottom to top having to, at some point to consider, you know, what gives me the right. Or like, you know, uh, why is it me that's here making this decision? Uh, which is like, I mean, like on a base level is just, is compelling.
0: Right. Especially as the show sort of increasingly shows that the people in charge of the network, especially like Milner, right? It's just their decision-making is so, they get so lost in the sauce that it's like, yeah, you really need to ask yourself why you're the person making this decision because you, you've you you lost the plot, you know, so badly. Um, but I I think the other thing about like the moral dimension of the show, right, is it's kind of, and this is why I, I think there are a lot of things people talk about in terms of being like prescient about the coronavirus pandemic, right? And it's, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that utopia is prescient. It's more so though that like you watch a show like this and you kind of get that in this world, like utopia does a good job of presenting paranoia, right? It's not about, it's not about like, like there's a weird sort of anti-government or anti-statist for it's like an old school liberal thing that animates the show, right? Of like the government, it doesn't always have your back, right? And like who, you know, the decision makers are these elites and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, yeah, you can watch it in the current environment and be like, damn, this sounds like the Alex Jones perspective on reality. But I think it's a lot broader than that when you really sit with it, right? This idea that, like, I don't know, of of kind of being so far removed from the layers of decision-making that happen at the elite of the elite corners of society, right? Right. 'Cause that's really what the the fucking network represents, right? Like the office. The fucking office they always show dude in is like some I can't how do you even describe it? It's just all rustic. It's not rustic, it's Yeah, fucking... but
2: like but then also considering like, you know, all right, now you change the world then if you yeah. think he could do better. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is also like uh yeah, which is which also makes the show so good. Um, I like that it doesn't really... Like, it just doesn't let anybody off the hook.
0: It really doesn't. It really does not. Um, I don't know. I find the... I i i watched Utopia in a fucking trance. And mind you, I watched it in a trance. I just, like, tore through it after sitting through a 7-hour and 40-minute YouTube video about it. <laughs> That's how good I found this show. It, it boggles the mind to me. That the show was canceled in the UK only to be revived in the US just to be immediately canceled again. Um, because like I think it was um, I mean, I think a lot of people involved in the show have talked about the cancellation after season two, and which is really annoying because season two literally ends on six different cliffhangers. <laughs> it it is season two is a cliffhanger and a half, and then it's just like, oh, there's no more of this, sorry. Um, and I think it was. I forget it might have been Dennis Kelly uh, the creator of the show who's just like yeah the ratings were just bad like a lot it has it definitely has a rabbit fan base but the ratings were just bad and like I'm sure part of it too is maybe just like content strategy shenanigans on the part of Channel 4 um
2: yeah, but like something about them not being like really confident that a millennial-led show could, you know, garner the views that it wanted on a main network, so they moved it to a different one. Something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah. Neil Baskell was talking about like, you know, maybe the show was too "quote unquote" London-centric or something. Um, yeah, I, mean, I like, remember then also, reading that like, quote. Yeah, like. I guess, like you know, so so maybe if the show spent more time in the English countryside or in different parts of the country rather than in London, it maybe would have done better. But who knows if that's true? Because I don't understand that. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, like the viewership numbers just work like crazy. You think the network um, got
0: it canceled? You think the network was like, nah, man, they letting out too much. Of this. They're telling people too much.
2: They giving away the recipes, bro. We gotta, we, we, we gotta nip this in the bud.
0: You think Fauci put in a call to David Cameron and oh. said, "Bro, bruh, bruh, you got, bruh, you got to pull this. You got to knock this <laughs> out. You got to knock this off." Potman. Um, yeah, I don't know. The idea of the sh- like, and I think it's a big part of why Pyro probably made that video. Uh, it, it, there, there's something about it's like. We all have shows like that, right? Like I, we could probably sit here and, and off the top of our head name shows that we loved and that we thought were canceled too early, right? Or that maybe got canceled after one or two seasons and we we're like, nah, this shit was fire and, and people were bugging. But like, I don't know that I've ever gotten to like this season two finale of a thing and been like, I have no idea what was going through the minds of the people who canceled this. What,
2: what a blunder. What a mistake on, on the on, on the on the on the on the net on the part of the network executives that that sent this to you know the nether regions, whatever that. Like it's just like this show is just we need the season three. Call Drake get 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 Drake on the phone. Get into finance. <laughs> no. <have> some- <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if he can get Top Boy revived, you know. I hate you. But that's the
0: thing, too. It's like, it's a weird combination, too, of it gets canceled after season two because of low ratings, but then also later gets remade by Amazon. That I also don't get. Like, I don't get it being in a weird quantum superposition of both of those things of being like popping enough to get remade as an American version by Amazon and also canceled after a second season. Who does that? Who does this? Do you want to talk at all about the the season two? Because um, what all I know about season two is from the pyro video because he talks about it in the last like hour and a half of that. Oh,
2: I mean, like um. it's really a, I don't really have much. You're talking about like the 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 Amazon a the original, the like, Wire the remake in it. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's like also um, what's his name, Desmond. I'm, think, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of of him as like the best friend on You're the Worst, uh, but like he plays the Wilson Wilson character. And when he showed up, I was like, Nah, I'm out, because the deal Octar is just too good. Yeah. Like in the in the in the in the role, like it doesn't make sense for there to be another person. Uh, and I mean, like I was saying, like it just doesn't have the same. Um, and I mean, like they have like the kind of. Big budget Amazon adaptation editions of like a lot of vignettes, animated vignettes from like the comic itself, from Utopia or whatever. Um, but it just doesn't, it's not the same. It doesn't feel like a sneak attack. It doesn't feel like a lead pipe over the head, yeah, like the first a one lead did.
0: Pipe over the head. That's real. That's real. Um, yeah. There are many, many ways you might get got. And if you watch the two seasons of Utopia that do exist, um, man, take notes. Um, I don't know. I people like like I said, if you listen to this episode and you have also experienced Utopia, please email us about it. I have a feeling like a lot of people who listen to this episode maybe haven't seen it yet. Um, like by all means, watch it. By all means, be like me, listen to this whole podcast episode, have the things that we've spoiled for you spoiled, and yet go watch the thing because it's still going to be good. It's still going to be good. You
2: ain't doing anything else anyway. It's It's it's, also, this is
0: like a perfect season to talk about a show like this too. Cause it's like, I think back to, I always think between Thanksgiving and like New Year's is like perfect it, it's the perfect time to binge it's watch the a show. Perfect time 10 to get wrapped ago.
2: up into a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is the perfect time to do this. Yeah. So you know, do yourself a favor.
0: Watch Utopia Channel, British Utopia. Make sure you're watching the one with the British people. Um, where is Jessica Holliday?
2: Where is Jessica Holliday? Um, this is my local. My <laughs> this is. Yo, <laughs> I
1: hope <I've> <laughs>
0: This is my local. When he orders their plates of... Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Soundonlypod at (sighs) gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. Shouts out to Pyrocynical. (laughs) We'll see y'all next week. Actually, we'll see y'all probably after the hot. I don't know when we'll see you again. We'll see you soon, but... Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, everything, all that.
2: Yeah, we love y'all, man.
0: We love y'all. Thanks Thanks for for listening.